there's just so many currencies in the world, and yet most of us are chasing only one. We're so focused on money as if money's going to solve everything. But the reality is there's so many different currencies. Energy is a currency. Intellectual property is a currency. Creativity is a currency. Being present is a currency. And the more that we explore all these different currencies, money tends to flow as well. It's actually a perfect system. Need nothing. Appreciate everything. Have it all. Welcome to the podcast that helps you architect your most self-authorized, productive, and fulfilled life. Join action philosopher Jesse Elder on a journey to greater joy, freedom, and wealth of every kind as he shares insights gained from the leading edge of liberated living. The hardest part is accepting just how easy success can be. And now, Jesse. Hey, it's Jesse, and welcome back to another episode. In this episode, we're going to be talking about currencies. Yes, plural. And, you know, like most of us in the modern world, at least, when we think about currency, what immediately comes to mind is money. And whether it's dollars or euro or currency of your choice, money is really only one form of currency. And something that we're going to dive into today is how to not only explore different currencies, but how to merge them so that you are living this more holistic, more integrated life. And I can hear it now. I know that there are some very good friends of mine who are very successful entrepreneurs, people who are uh, very uh, capitalistically focused, if that's a word, capitalistically. And even hearing the word holistic, I can see their faces sometimes cringe. They're like, oh, God, not this hippie stuff again. But really, from my perspective, holistic is the whole. And this includes having the flow of money so that you can make choices unhindered by that resource. But it's also about deepening and expanding the connections that we have with all of these areas of our life. So first of all, let's look at this word currency. It literally implies a flow just as electricity flows uh, from a generator or a power source, and it flows through the wires or the superconductor or even wirelessly, it is somehow transmitted, and then it's received, and then it turns into something on the other side. If you've got a toaster and you plug your toaster into the outlet, that current will turn your bread into toast. And so currency implies this sort of flow. Where else do we see this? We see this in nature when we look at water and we observe that water always flows to a level. It always flows downwards following gravity and where water stagnates, uh, it becomes sort of uh, dead. You know, it stops, stops having this life energy and things begin to kind of get moldy and grow in it. But where water is flowing, uh, there's a lot of energy. So if we look at current. And then we, we look at this idea of currency. We can observe that even in our own minds and our own bodies, nothing stays still. And I recognize that you might be clicking on this and listening to this because you just want to figure out, you know, Jerry Maguire style, show me the money. Well, we're going to talk about that today. And it may be, just maybe, that your biggest ideas that are going to unlock the flow of this financial currency it may be that those ideas are going to come from releasing some of the resistance that you have in other areas. And so I've, I've just seen this happen time after time in my own life. I've observed that when I allow myself 
to embrace all of these currencies, social currency, having an expanding social life, physical currency, having more physical energy flowing from going for a walk or going for a workout, uh, even creative flow, being involved in music or poetry or photography. These are simple things that anybody can enjoy that does wonders for your brain. And it gets these energies flowing. So if you're here on this particular podcast because you want to figure out how to make more money, uh, we're going to introduce some very nonlinear and yet very effective ways of doing that. So I believe that as we move forward in this uh, rapidly complex, uh, increasingly complex time that we live in, where information is multiplying like crazy, where uh, AI, artificial intelligence, and robotics, and genetics, and nanotech, and all of these leading-edge technologies, um, they're, they're multiplying faster than our brains have the capacity to even understand. And anybody who is trying to compete with a machine or an algorithm Anyone who's trying to compete with some sort of mechanical uh, data entry or button pushing type thing, no matter how glorified it might be and no matter how specialized it might seem, there is not a human being alive who can out-machine a machine. Even surgeons who have years, decades of experience in their craft cannot match the precision of a robot guided by artificial intelligence. This is already happening. There are patients all around the world now that are beginning to experience something called robotic surgery, where there is a surgeon who's using artificial intelligence through a microscope, guiding a robotic arm to perform these incredibly minute details of surgery. I mean, think about this. Anything that is mechanical, anything that involves repetitive motion is going to be replaced. By the time you listen to this podcast, driverless cars may be ubiquitous. They may be everywhere. Why? Because driving is a mechanical process. And machines and computers actually are better at performing those functions. So what does this have to do with you? And what does this have to do with your success and your fulfillment? Well, as human beings, we have, we have access to some very interesting resources. Previously, uh, in our human history, these resources have sort of been the domain of artists or uh, poets or, you know, maybe just mystics or, you know, geniuses, inventors, things like that. You know, we hear names like Da Vinci and Michelangelo and uh, Marie Curie and Einstein and all of these inventors and people on the leading edge. And we know that they're getting these ideas from somewhere, right? We know that they're tapped into something different. But then what a lot of us do is we tend to glorify them and we say, well, that person's so special and, you know, that person is, you know, they've, they've got something extra. Well, do they? In, in, in my observation, it wasn't that they had something extra. It was actually that they had something less. They had less blockage, less resistance to those ideas that came to them. I mean, how many times have you ever gotten an idea thought, wow, that's, that's a good idea. And then you, you didn't do anything with it. Or maybe you, maybe you shot it down. Maybe you negated your own idea. 
Well, what if the only difference between Einstein and you is that Einstein let those ideas run a little bit longer? Einstein perhaps let those ideas multiply and amplify so that those ideas sort of gathered their own energy and their own strength. And perhaps he entered some sort of a state of flow where the next idea and the next answer just sort of presented itself. This is a very common phenomenon among artists, inventors, singers, songwriters, musicians. They, every one of them reports that there's a, a something that's there. There's, a, there's an energy, there's a presence, whatever you want to call that. And I don't think that those people are any different than you. They're not any different than me. They just had a different relationship with this resource. So making this practical... If the world, as it advances, is going to become increasingly complex and increasingly difficult to navigate using old paradigms, using old belief systems, then what we must have is an upgraded mental OS. We have to have a, an upgraded mental operating system. And that means taking a good, sober look at what you actually are and what you actually have access to internally in your own mind in your own heart and in your own body so this energy that all of these great inventors and and creators were tapped into what what do you call that i i i'm sure that you have your own word for that and and maybe the word isn't that important right now maybe it's just the the experience of it that's important and more importantly than anything how do you use this for utility, so that you can advance in your own life. Well, I believe that there is actually a new currency that we are gaining access to as human beings. I mean, if, if the whole world is evolving and if, if somehow consciousness itself is evolving, then to me it just sort of makes sense that as human beings out here on the leading edge of evolution – wouldn't we also have access to things that we've never had access to before? Not just tools and computers and ideas. Those are all the byproduct of thought. But thought itself and the ability to think and the ability to think about thinking. Every one of us is a philosopher if this is a role that we accept. So this new currency that I've observed actually has three layers to it, has three levels and uh, I'm, I'm going to share this with you and I'm, I'm just going to invite you to sort of play along in your own mind and see if this resonates in your own experience. So this, this first layer is sort of a subtle, almost ethereal layer. And I'm, you might be saying, dude, get practical, man. When is this going to you know, make me some bank? <laughs> well, it very well might. Uh, in, in my own experience, I have seen millions of dollars generated uh, in, in my own businesses and in the businesses of those people that I have the good fortune to connect with by applying this very system of thinking. So hang in there to the end and then, and then judge by results. So this, this top layer of, of this new currency is intuition. And intuition is quite simply just that sort of faint signal. It's, it's a, a clarity. It's a feeling. It's a, it's a feeling that something is right or not for you. In your experience, in your immediate surroundings, something is either right for you or not. 
Now, this perhaps could be confused with instinct. You know, if you're confronted with something, you have a challenge facing you, or, or maybe something is downright scary, your instinct can be to freeze or, or to fight back or to flee and, and run. But that's, that's different than intuition. Intuition is a finer frequency. It's a more subtle feeling. And have you ever had the, the experience of meeting somebody and the moment you meet this person, you just feel like, you know, there's just something about them that I like. I can't even justify it. I can't even put my finger on it. There's nothing that they're saying. It's just, it's just a feeling. I mean, we've all had that happen, right? And probably the opposite too. You've probably had the experience of seeing someone, <laughs> uh, maybe meeting them for the first time, or maybe it's somebody that you've been in contact with for a while. And after a while, you're like, you know what? It's just something about that person. Just, I don't know. I can't quite put my finger on it, but you just know it doesn't feel right. Well, that's intuition. Intuition is this sort of always on background program that's running in your mind and your body. And it's, it's kind of like your GPS, you know, your inner GPS, it always lets you know where you're going. Now, women tend to be much better at this than men because, uh, the brains work very differently. Women can use more parts of their brain than men can. And in fact, um, when a man is uh, tapped into more of his feminine energy, when any human being is tapped into their feminine energy, they are actually accessing their intuition in a very, very different way. That being said, men and those human beings who have more masculine energy, who identify with masculine energy, absolutely have access to intuition as well. This is a human phenomenon. Um, just a, a shout out to the, to the feminine. You have a little bit more access to it than, than guys do. But this is the first layer is that, that feeling. It's just sometimes nothing more than just a little subtle whisper of emotion and feeling that kind of comes and goes and, and that's it. Now, like anything, the more you practice something, the better it gets. And so if you give yourself some moments of pause to just notice how you're feeling, you'll pretty quickly tap into your intuition and you'll be able to know uh, what's right for you. You'll be able to figure out solutions and, and things like that. But here's where the second layer of this currency comes in. And you're going to see in, in just a second how all of this flows together to become very practical, something usable that can actually guide your decision making in a way that is always accurate and is always right for you. This, this can eliminate confusion and just create massive clarity on demand. So the first layer is intuition, that subtle sort of feeling. But then it sort of solidifies. If intuition matures then it actually becomes inspiration. And what's the difference between intuition and inspiration? Well, intuition is that sort of subtle feeling. You know, you've got that signal. It's kind of a yes or no signal. But then inspiration is when that intuition has become more solid. It becomes more visceral. It becomes more feelable. It becomes more real and will take on the form of an image of an idea. So intuition, that top layer is more of a sensation. Inspiration is like the instructions. Inspiration is an insight. It's a flash of the blindingly obvious. Oh shoot, this is what I need to do. And so inspiration 
can come from many forms. You can be inspired by watching somebody perform a, a great task. You can be inspired by watching somebody do something so simple and just a simple act of kindness. And you can be inspired by that. And inspiration is also an internally sourced phenomenon. So you can turn intuition, that sort of soft, subtle feeling, you can turn it into inspiration. Maybe a better way to describe it is it will turn into inspiration. You don't have to do a darn thing. It sounds counterintuitive. And I, I know all my hard charging friends are listening to this going, dude, uh, come on, man. We know you were a fighter. We know that you like some of this tough stuff. Get to the point. Well, here is the point. You're a part of the natural world and you can't create uh, an apple, but you can sure as heck till the soil and plant an apple tree and nurture it and take care of it and let the seasons do their job. You cannot control nature, but you can partner with it. So trying to control your intuition and force your intuition to do your bidding, uh, maybe that's possible. To me, it seems a very crude uh, and in very inelegant way of getting things done. So if you just allow that inspiration to just be and, and or allow that intuition to just be and you sort of appreciate it, it will expand because whatever you appreciate appreciates. Whatever you give your positive attention to multiplies. You've seen this, right? So then inspiration, as it blooms and blossoms, that inspiration turns into ideas and you'll start to get these sort of unmissable pings inside. You'll begin to get ideas and, and information. And I'm not talking about like just channeling things. I'm talking about sort of this radiant thought where one thought leads to another, leads to another, leads to another. Next thing you know, Somebody pops in a mind that you have to talk to. And when that happens as a result of cultivating your intuition and allowing your intuition to turn into inspiration, and then you get the idea of what to do, then freaking do it. This is a shortcut that can cut decades off of your learning curve. Now, it does take some courage if you're not used to doing this, if you're not used to trusting your own judgment. If you're, you know, one of those millions of human beings who relies on outside authority for permission or instructions before you do something, um, you know, that's cool. That's your choice if that's what you want to do. And I'm not saying it's wrong. There are some people in this world who actually crave and require being dominated. There are people in this world, and this is not right or wrong, but there are people who need to be told what to do. They must be guided. They must, in some ways, even be controlled because being controlled and being told what to do and being told what their choices are is actually comforting for some people. And so I'm not taking away uh, the merit of that for that person. Um, I, for myself, would rather die than live a life where I was not free to express myself. And so... This ability to take intuition, turn it into inspiration, and then allow those inspirations to turn into ideas, this is the leading edge of your own existence. This is where your thoughts become biochemical reality because it contains the elements of emotion. And you start to feel the impulse. You start to feel the creative nudge to go and do that thing. And the more that you do this, the better you get at it. And so developing this beautiful relationship between your intuition and inspiration 
This alone will power you. This alone will carry you. It will guide you. It will support you. You will feel empowered. You will feel plugged into some sort of invisible battery that's always charged. And man, this creates some very interesting experiences in your life because you start living in flow. Time becomes malleable. It becomes more fluid. You stop living in scarcity. You stop being afraid of <laughs> the worst thing, the worst named thing ever, a deadline. That sounds compelling. <laughs> How long we got till the deadline, Bob? Uh, well, uh, I, I don't know, but I really feel empowered. Look, if, if I'm not making fun of those of you that love deadline, I guess I am a little bit. Why does it have to be called a deadline? Because if you don't hit it, something horrible happens or when you hit it, you die. I don't know. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> Intuition and inspiration become this sort of currency that's in you. But it does require a third step if you're going to activate this. It requires a third component in order to be set free into the world. To make this practical, you need the third element of this new currency, which is adaptability. Adaptability is the third power, is the third element in this new currency. Because adaptability means you get to keep growing. It means you get to keep learning. It means you get to enjoy the harmony of the beginner's mind. This sweet spot between knowing and not knowing. This is the zone of growth. This is actually a very joyous place to be because as human beings, we are actually only happy when we're expanding and growing. And so adaptability is not just a, uh, like a requirement, like, oh, I have to be adaptable. No, it's a thrill. Man, it's a freaking joy to feel the inspiration that you want to do something, not know how to do it, and allow the energy of that inspiration carry you to the resources, to the teacher, to the coach, to the training, to the class, or to just the experience that you're going to have, that you're going to learn from and calibrate and up-level and upgrade and elevate and expand and grow into this new normal. It's done experientially not intellectually. And this is why if you've ever had the, the incredible misfortune of being afflicted with a classic education and no real life experience, my heart goes out to you. Bless your poor inexperienced soul. Get your ass out into the world and skin your knees. Get some dirt under your fingernails. Go get rejected and realize that rejection is actually impossible because nobody can reject you if you accept yourself. Words don't teach, books don't teach, not even teachers can teach. The only thing that teaches is experience. So adaptability is not just the goal, adaptability is the byproduct. Adaptability is what you get as a reward for paying the price of leaning forward and going and getting some experience. Go and have an experience. Go and create an experience. Go and share an experience. Go and facilitate an experience. Although, be careful with that. Because if you become one of those facilitators who's always telling and never doing, you lose your credibility pretty freaking quickly. <laughs> so this three-pronged approach, this uh, three... Three ingredient recipe, intuition, inspiration, 
and adaptability. I began testing this paradigm some years ago, mostly out of frustration because I was starting out, you know, on, on the online thing. I had a, a whole business that I had sold. I had eight martial arts schools, had 53 amazing team members that were on payroll. We were teaching over a thousand students every week. And it was, it was a very, uh, it was a very beautiful existence and it was amazing to see people growing and, and expanding. And I loved it. It was my whole life. I, I thought I would do that for the rest of my life. But then this feeling wouldn't go away. The feeling of feeling like there's something more, like there's something more, not, not that I'm supposed to be doing like, you know, some sort of mandate, but it was, it was unignorable and it would kind of tug at me. And I would find myself when, you know, logically I should have been preparing for my classes. Uh, I should have, I should have been training my staff a little bit more or, you know, paying more attention to the profit and loss. I found myself drawn away from those activities and I found myself drawn more to technology and to not so much politics, but, but more like how politics is changing because of technology. And, you know, I found myself very interested in concepts of intellectual property and, you know, what does it mean to create intellectual property? So I'm getting all into these things that have a lot of appeal to me. And I felt increasingly disinterested in my business. And I thought, well, man, what's wrong with me? I've, I've got a great gig here. Like, this is my dream, basically, since I was a kid to have the life that I have now. And God, what's wrong with me? Am I not appreciative? You know, am I, am I taking this for granted? And I thought, no, I, I, very, I feel very appreciative. I'm very happy with what is. I'm just hungry for more. And the more that I'm hungry for isn't within this business. And I began to, you know, see videos and, and, you know, be more interested in people who were, you know, talking about things that I didn't know anything about. You know, I kept hearing terms like, you know, the singularity and biohacking. And I was like, man, what is all that stuff? So none of that had anything to do with the martial arts. And in fact, it was, it was kind of painful, not kind of painful. It was actually very painful to go to, uh, you know, read a magazine or, you know, surf online and, and start reading about this stuff and not have a place to put it. Like I didn't have anybody to talk to about it. It wasn't like I could transfer that into my martial arts lesson directly. It didn't have any relevance for my staff and my employees. And yet it had a deep meaning for me and I couldn't even describe it. So I just made the choice to follow that intuition. And I started just saying yes to things that felt right to me. I started studying more and started learning more and educating myself and you know, I didn't agree with, with a lot of it. A lot of it just feel, felt weird to me, but I liked the fact that it was making me think new thoughts. And as a result of all of that following in my intuition, some inspiration started to bloom and blossom. And I started to feel the inspiration to attend different things and, and to go to different kind of events and, and, and have different sort of social circles. And one thing led to the other and, and less than a year from fall of, uh, I guess, summer of 2012 until uh, spring of 2013, over that six, seven, eight month period, my life changed dramatically because I just decided to start following my intuition and start heeding the inspiration that was coming from that. 
And around this time, I was uh, also meditating every day. I was journaling and you know applying a lot of the things that have, have since become programs and, and courses and, and trainings that I've that I've created. But all of that came out of my own sort of laboratory. And I found myself with all sorts of opportunities to connect with people. And then I started realizing, wow, people are actually asking me my opinion because of my experience running a business or my experience with meditation. And this same thing that I'm sharing with you now, intuition, inspiration, adaptability, people seemed very drawn to that, especially if they're in a lot of transition. You know, they're going from one career to the next or, you know, they just got fired or uh, they just started a new business or they have an idea for a business where they're, you know, just entering a brand new relationship and they're really excited about it. Or, you know, maybe there is a relationship that is sort of dissolving and they're in their parting ways. These are huge areas of transition for people. And so this idea of this new currency, intuition, inspiration and adaptability became very relevant and in the years that have passed since then, this has become a major theme uh, of my own operating system, but it's also become a, a huge part of the work that I do with people and that I now get to share with you here. Adaptability is, is not a have to. Adaptability is a get to. And so if we as, as human beings, as individuals, if we allow ourselves First and foremost, to get present and get silent and go into the silence from time to time. It doesn't need to be mystical. It's just you and whatever else you believe in. It's your beliefs and your experience. And in that solitude, in those moments of silence, there's actually quite a bit of information. And some of that information will be very cerebral. Some of that information will be very intellectual and very logical, and it will make a lot of sense. You'll know where the ideas came from because of what you've been reading and doing and who you've been talking to. And But you will find that the more you invite that silence and that stillness, whether it's through meditation or going through a walk or journaling, maybe just listening to music sometimes, whatever it is for you, you'll find invariably that that space will open up and your intuition will take on a different tone and a different timber. Your intuition will take on a different sort of strength. And that information that's available to you will invariably amplify to become inspiration. You may feel at times, confronted with some of the choices that are in front of you that perhaps you weren't aware of. You may, candidly, you may start to experience discomfort for a period of time. There may be some moments of, even of pain, and that's okay. Pain is a signal. It's there to get our attention. And so if you get silent and quiet and still and you start to get uncomfortable why not just be with that for a few seconds or a few minutes and just notice what information comes and instead of going through our day like a, a skipping stone just flitting about on the surface pop 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 just touching the water for a second and then going on 
you can actually just pause and you can start to get under the water. You can start to get in the water, get under the waves a little bit. And you start to realize how much information is actually there just under the surface of action-oriented thinking. And as this intuition becomes stronger, it will become inspiration. As the inspiration becomes stronger, you'll begin to feel different ideas and different choices come to light. And then, as you make those choices, choices of what to do, information to seek out, maybe you'll see some new choices about what is not working for you anymore, and you can just begin to entertain the alternatives. It doesn't mean you have to do anything right away, but you will find that the more information you allow yourself to access, the stronger those insights will become. And then you get to exercise some good old-fashioned creativity and perhaps a little bit of courage as you begin to do things you haven't done before, as you begin to expand the zone of what's known to you. This is not about stepping outside your comfort zone. There's actually no reason to do that when you can simply expand that zone. Because as your trust in yourself grows as your acceptance of yourself exactly as you are, as that self-acceptance expands, you actually become fearless because there's nothing that can truly threaten you, not at your core. Yeah, you might have some interesting evolutionary experiences. You might have some things happen differently than you had thought. But when all the dust settles and everything is said and done... There you are, you fully, you mentally, emotionally, physically, it's you. All experiences are temporary. All experiences are a link between the last moment and the next. And yet you can only experience one of those at a time, just like you're experiencing right now. You're having an experience right now of listening, observing, discerning, sifting, sorting, thinking, analyzing, that's an always-on process. And as you begin to have those ideas pop in and as you begin to become aware of new desires and things that you actually would like to experience instead of what you've been experiencing, you'll find the resources to make that happen. They're always there. You'll find new connections. You'll find new beauty in existing connections. You'll feel as you become a more powerful, more enlightened, a.k.a. lighter, educated, illuminated version of you. And you'll see that the world begins to respond differently to you today than the world responded to you yesterday. And out of this, out of this place, out of this energy, by accessing and utilizing this new currency of intuition, inspiration, and adaptability, your world can become exactly what you envision it to be. The opportunities in this world are multiplying far faster than anyone's ability to enjoy and experience them. And that does include problems to solve. The world's problems puzzles are multiplying too and that's never going to change and what human beings are amazingly good at 
is solving puzzles. We're also very good at inventing puzzles <laughs> and inventing problems to solve. So this means that uh, we're never going to be without things to do. But you do get to live life on your terms. You do get to live life according to your own vision of what you'd like to experience. And this concept of the new currency, while the elements themselves are very old, timeless even, your application of this in your life will yield amazing results. And I'm very appreciative to have shared this space with you today and to share this time with you because this is, it's an important conversation and, and your role in this, at this particular time in history, I believe your role is important regardless of what station in life you might find yourself and no matter where you might find yourself today, emotionally or relationally, or no matter where you might be physically or financially, all of that's up for change and you can change any of it. In fact, you are changing it all the time. There's just no limit to the amount of change that you can experience on your terms. So thank you for sharing the space and thank you for your role in what is a very co-creative process. Your intuition, your inspiration, and your adaptability is always available. These are skills without limit. The more you practice them, the better you get at them. And who knows, you may arrive at some point in the very near future where this works so well for you that you start making most or even all of your decisions from this place because you have such an incredible sense of self-trust. And then the effect that that has on other people is magnificent. The galvanizing, catalyzing effect of being in your presence when you're operating from that place of self-generated certainty. That is magnetic. And that in itself is an incredible asset that you bring to any environment that you're a part of. So why not start with that, allow that to bloom and blossom, and see what happens in your life. This is Jesse Elder, and on behalf of our entire team, thank you for investing your time in this episode, and I look forward to seeing you in the next one.